The Con Guy Show, the official program of theconguy.com, is heard on the We Be Geeks Collective and on Sci-Fi.Radio. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hi, this is Jim Adams from Monster Attack, inviting you to join us every Monday night at 5 o'clock for an all-new episode of Monster Attack. For the last seven years, we've been talking about these wonderful movies that we grew up with as monster kids. So join us every Monday at 5 p.m. right here on the ESO Network. We're the Con Guys, and this is the Con Guy Show, coming to you straight from the nerdy heart of Hollywood, California. And this is Jim with theconguy.com. She's been here with theconguy.com. Katie here, aka the Con Girl. Zordon did not want five teenagers with attitude. My name is Derek Sam. I'm Danae Sams, and that's my brother. We are your home for news opinions, and interviews from the world of Comic-Cons and fandoms, your ultimate insiders for all things <laughs> Welcome, everybody. This week, it is all about the biggest events. We are quickly approaching the biggest event of the year, San Diego Comic-Con. And on this episode, we are diving deep into the biggest event at Comic-Con. XLE's Massive Party HQ take over a park nightclub in downtown San Diego. Parties every night in a super cool dream lounge makes this the hot ticket of this year's con. And of course, taking us inside this excitement, taking us inside all the action is the geek Gatsby himself, Mr. Bernie Bregman. Bernie, welcome to the show today, my friend. <laughs> As always, I, I, I am Jim, one of your hosts. No. I don't think Who's on the couch with me, Cheeseman? Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Surprise, surprise. Cheeseman here with uh, the conguy.com screenwriter and one of the founding members and host. Yeah, Bernie, that's one thing. Like, Cheeseman, it was what's funny. Luke and I both were able to join the WGA this year, and then ah, 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 we go on strike. Hopefully, Comic Con mm. will not. I mean, we're going to have a show a little bit later about how the strike might be affecting Comic-Con. We're hearing, like, you know, there might be a lot of big plans changing. But regardless, regardless, Bernie, you've got everybody set for, like, perhaps, uh, you know. we got to needs- about the parties, guys. we got you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How, welcome to the show, Bernie. How are you doing? I'm great. We're super excited that Comic-Con's coming back. Uh, kind of like you mentioned, it's, uh, it's going to be another odd year. Like, last year was the bounce back from COVID year. Um, so cool, but also not, not, it wasn't 2019 again. Right. Um, right. and then this year with, uh, the WGA strike, we're, you know, we just don't know. We just don't know. I, I hear a few things industry wise, um, by this point, we would have seen announcements of a bunch of offsites and we really haven't. Um, I think there's like two so far. Um, uh, by the way, stay tuned to the SDCC unofficial blog. Those guys are amazing. Carrie Dixon and team crush it. And when you want to know what's going on, uh, with Comic-Con, like they get all of the scoops. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's, I know that there's a couple big vendors that also aren't going to be there. Um, like mm. I think Sideshow is not going to be there this year, which is wild. Yeah. Not that oh, giant wow. sideshow booth. Yeah. They're having their own sideshow 
online event the exact same days of Comic-Con, which is, eh. I don't get weird. that because I don't think that, I mean, look, I did an online event in the early pandemic just because, you know, I, people had nothing, but like that does not compare to going in person. I, I can't understand companies wanting to do, you know, like the DC fandom. It just, it's not the same as the kinetic energy of being there in person. Um, you know, the, it's, it's not the same. So, uh, you know, but certainly I'm sure it's more cost effective than, you know, whatever quarter million dollars they put into a booth at Comic-Con. Well, Bernie, we have you for just a super limited amount of time today. And before we jump into um, what's got Luke and I, we always love hearing about the, the parties that you throw. And I'm going to just throw up some pictures because because we have been yeah. super excited. The, the, I think this was this was um, Ready Party One Love oh, and Thunder. Yeah, this would have been Love and Thunder, which is at the same venue that we're using this year for all three nights. Yeah, and here, some flux capacitors action going on here. The, I mean, last year's party, I think last year's party was pretty fantastic. Right, here's Bernie himself. Bernie got up on stage and he was performing. I love that. That's yeah. uh, the stage. That's uh, Jim Donnelly, Happy Trigger Photo, taking that shot. That's fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, All and there you are again. It's cool. You see some of the, the, the horns from the cosplay going up there. It was just such a fantastic party last year. That uh, venue okay. is, is, is just fantastic, and we, we didn't use all of it last year. We will this year. Uh, they have mm -hmm. a whole subterranean club, 400-person venue that's uh, underneath the, the club that you're seeing the images of there. Um, you know, and first year back from pandemic, we're like, that's a lot to take on. Um, yeah. But this year, uh, all three nights, that will be the Malibu Dream Lounge. You will be in Barbie's Beach House. Uh, partying in your own own little world. There will be a VIP only experience. Um, so uh, the VIPs will be down in that lounge, obviously. Yeah, but I'll tease that uh, we're going to be doing a daytime activation as well. Oh, wow. That's oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. Oh. All right. So we Is there anything you can tell us about that? Other uh, than it'll launch next week. <laughs> and and it will definitely be Barbie. All right. Okay. That's, that's a big... Well, speaking of Barbie... Which is great during the daytime. I think Barbie will be perfect for the daytime, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, yeah, there's uh, all, all that's going to drop either next uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. We're just kind of getting our ducks in a row. Um, but uh, not a ton of, of daytime activations this year. So we wanted to, uh, you know, to bring that. And it's also kind of the next evolution for our group. Um, cool. You know, we've, we've done the, the multiple nights parties and, we're, you know, 2019, we were three nights in a row. And now that we're fully back uh, a year past the pandemic, um, uh you know we're we're doing that again with the three different themes but living at one place is definitely the way to go last year we were in two different venues um and uh park loved what we did and we loved park and and there we are 
Um, yeah. And uh, it's, it's going to be a blast. And I really love these themes. Um, there's something for everyone, right? Like, uh, uh, you know, you've got 8-Bit, which is going to be, it's kind of all video game, 8-Bit Legacy, fun, kitschy name. But like, you know, there's going to be some, some uh, SNES, some N64 reference in our decor and stuff like that. Um, and then, uh, but definitely a very like uh, 80s vibe and video game vibe and stuff like that. Nick at Nightclub is going to be 90s, early 2000s nostalgia. Um, we're going to have some stars from Nickelodeon uh, performing with the band and, and being at the show and stuff like that. Um, oh, we're ready cool. to announce that stuff uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, but you can expect uh, definitely um, some folks from Salute Your Shorts and some other shows. Um, Sweet. And then uh, the Monsters Ball. So uh, definitely we wanted to like dip in and, and um, kind of service the supernatural um, and a little bit of a horror element, but really leaning more into kind of the sexy supernatural, like Supernatural the show and, and uh, Twilight and stuff like that. Um, and Wednesday and, and, and that kind of ilk. So uh, if you think the Raven from, from Wednesday, that's kind of what, uh, what we're shooting for. Got a, a really great kind of pop punk emo tribute band, uh, Not A Phase. We'll be doing a couple sets and uh, DJ oh, Decipherin um, coming out from Phoenix. Um, and yeah, it's going to be a good time. So are you practicing your punk songs? Because you usually do at least one appearance per band set. I, uh, uh, I'm i going to talk to the group. I could just I'll tell you guys I'll talk to them. Uh, I want to do uh, Miss Murder by AFI. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Practice the scream part. Yeah. Oh, I know oh. The, the, the metal vocal uh, distortion technique for the microphone. Yep. Hold it close. Hold it close. Little little pin prick. It's a lot of your breath is making that noise, and it's really just a little glottal fry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like my I, I played in the band scene as well, and my friend Brian told showed me the kind of the silent. They call it the silent scream, or at least did back then. Where yeah, yeah you just hold it close, but it sounds almost like you're full oh, yeah. on screaming. It helps you from losing your you know your voice because mm -hmm. screaming can forward. really yeah right yep yep. So Bernie, <laughs> so i'm wearing my uh my stranger things hat a couple years ago you did the stranger things off-site uh -huh. that one was so great you had like a the lockers for the the school lockers you had the the lifeguard stand you had the lifeguards mm -hmm. and stuff um can, can you talk about a little bit about the theming perhaps that we might we might expect at some of the like for example the 8-bit legacy your ready party one which is Let's be honest. It, it's coming back for another year. It's a super popular. The, the Ready Party One is a super popular. It sells out every year. Tell us a little bit about what we can expect this year. Well, think Ready Party One's kind of become its own brand. Like it was just a kitschy name for an individual party, and it was, it was so successful um, that we're like, okay, no, we it's and it's the first party of the week in, at Comic Con. We're the only ones that do a Wednesday night show, and there's so many. Preview night. That's there. awesome. Yeah. Um, and so it really puts you in like the mood for the week. Right. Um, yeah. and so, but we definitely want to not recycle the same show over and over again. And even though we use some of the same entertainers, the reason that we do that is because a, they're fantastic. They put on great shows, but they're also consummate professionals, uh, DJ Elliot and the flux capacitors and comic blonde. Um, and what we love about them is that they can do so much and it's never the same show. Um, yeah. like DJs, obviously libraries of music, the band has like seven hours of music they can play. So in two 45 minute sets, uh, you're, you're not going to get oh, and over two nights. So they'll, they're doing four 45 minute sets for us this year. Um, it's ne not going to be the same stuff. 
you know. Well, the Flux um, Capacitors are the best. They're the they're absolute awesome. best. We love those guys. Anytime yeah. you see them, so mm-hmm. great. Oh, it's fantastic. Like you think you're listening to the originals. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, that, that's going to be awesome. And then the decor and stuff like that, obviously, um, uh, you know, a lot of the, uh, uh, you know, the, the uh, floating, floating boxes with the coins and the mushrooms and a lot of that stuff, a lot of the Mario, we're going to lean into Mario, obviously, um, like uh, a lot of Zelda reference and things like that. Um, uh, obviously, we'll have a whole cabinet arcade set up for you. Um, and things like that uh, with some of the classic games. Um, and uh, yeah, there's going to be some fun photo ops um, and and some ambient performance and characters and stuff like that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Now, how do you receive like concepts for this? Do, like, do they kind of like, you know, have a layout of the room, send you kind of like art for that or just individual pieces? Or do you just trust them to kind of just do the whole thing? So A, I love Park because they do what all venues should do. They have a Matterport 3D walkthrough available. And so even before we set foot in there for Love and Thunder last year, I was able to virtually walk the venue and feel like I was there, like all the perspective and the ratio and everything. Um, And then, you know, we go down there and measure everything out. Um, And then um, uh, the decor team kind of just, we start throwing spaghetti on the wall and, you know, someone has a random like we absolutely have to do this idea right like the goats from last year was as actually a last minute ad but we're just you know <laughs> we, saw, we saw thor and then we're like we should have goats at the party is that amanda yeah. this was amanda yeah yeah well we were the thing is we were running over to your party and we and amanda called us and says hurry up you gotta come see the goats you gotta see <laughs> they were great so and and she's like why don't you have goats at the party and i'm like you don't have goats at a party. Why would we have goats? At- Wait a minute. Can we have goats? At a party? <laughs> and then I messaged the venue. Can we have goats? Yeah, sure. Okay, we got to have goats. Amanda, find goats. Like, that's how it happened. <laughs> and they were a huge success, too. Everybody loved the goats. I mean, PETA was a little peeved, but whatever with those guys. <laughs> the goats were not harmed. They were not. They're very, very well cared for and loved. Um, they were the VIPs yeah, of the The night. woman that provided the goats was uh, Stephen Kramer Glickman's mother. Ah, nice, yeah, small nice. world. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk. Um, let's move on to Nick at Nightclub, which is a, nope. such a cool name. Nick at Nightclub. Uh, sounds like you have whatever you can. You're able to reveal, and I, I'm sure the thing uh, is, guys, we've know, got like we got about less than two months out from San Diego Comic Con, so I know that Bernie's always tweaking and changing and adding mm-hmm. all the way up to the last second. So he's not going to have everything here ready to tell us right now, but whatever you can tell us would be great. You will feel like you're in on the set of multiple Nickelodeon uh, shows and game shows and things like that. Um, you know, it'll be with, with reference and then some of the animated stuff, obviously um, we'll work some of that in there too. Um, but yeah, like the, the stage is going to feel like double there. Um, okay. And uh, I don't have it confirmed, so I don't want to reveal one of the hosts yet, but I'm not going to host that night. Um, we're going to have two very special hosts um, that cool. I think will be uh, really, really fun and cool. Um, and uh, one of them has some Nickelodeon ties, so that'll be cool. And then, like I said, special uh, appearances and performances uh, musically by some uh, some Nickelodeon performers and actors. Um, That's amazing. And, and, and do some other stuff. So, um, yeah, there will be. it's just going to be like, a, you know, it's your childhood right there. I mean, both nights, really. That's, that's what the, the video games and the Nickelodeon is going to be childhood and then i think uh the monsters ball is uh, is more uh your teen and young adult life and and kind of right now and and some of the the gothy emo stuff we're into um you know and and it's cool to f- switch it up you got a lot of bright 
color splash and that that kind of a vibe for those first two nights and also down in the Malibu Dream Lounge. Um, and then we'll have some some dark and decay and spooky going on for the Monsters Ball. That's nice. Really cool. I like so that. So what era of uh, Nickelodeon are you kind of, is there kind of like a years, like um, probably like late yeah, 80s, early 90s? I'm going to say it's probably like uh, 90 to 04-ish. Okay. Yeah. Can I ask I'll you, is anybody going to get is anybody getting slimed? So I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna just put it out there for everybody. My dream, yeah. my dream is to have a slime station where, where yes. you get slapped like all over the place. I don't know how to do it just yet. What, so look, if I just gotta go get a dunk tank and we put donkey lips in the dunk tank and do that, that's what we'll do. But I want. <laughs> I'm trying. I've got two engineers I've asked that are trying to think up a way that we can have a slime station that does not end up destroying the venue. Cause yeah, I yeah, yeah. Could have one. I, you know, we could we could make like thirty gallons of slime, um, mm. you know. But it, it 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 will get everywhere. So how do we how do we resolve that? So that's kind of that's what. Oh, it's awesome. That's cool. Too yeah. bad Ecto Cooler's not back. You know, as far as the high seas or Capri Suns have have some <laughs> of that in there. Uh, do you guys know the original um, recipe for for the Nickelodeon slime? No. No. So uh, it's it's kind of a little disgusting what's all in there, um, but it's vanilla pudding, applesauce, green food coloring, and a little oatmeal for the chunkiness. Well, you know what? That actually sounds like it would taste pretty good. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'd try it. But in your hair and on your face. Yeah. Back in the day, I used to. I I visited the Nickelodeon studios back in the day. They used to um, broadcast from Universal Studios back in orlando florida mm -hmm. and, and i was right, i was yeah. there i was there and i remember we were in the audience and somebody got slimed there was a nickelodeon hotel yeah yeah they moved it out here um i guess most nickelodeon staff didn't like having to travel to florida to do their job so it's it's one of those things but it was it was cool while it lasted and and i i had a blast i had a blast inside the nickelodeon studios that was so much fun um what about um like like the thing that's I think is so cool that you're doing you're doing the switch over to the darker night like the the monsters ball remember there when enough of that at Comic Con right mm -hmm. like there could there could and maybe should be yeah I think they should be I mean it's one of the biggest parts of Comic Con you look at the 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 schedule of the the programming there's so many like cool horror themed stuff there's horror comic books I love that stuff and. Let's be honest, you know, the day after Comic-Con is the first day of the Halloween season. And so let's go ahead and kick it off there at your party. <laughs> it's uh, awesome. for some of my friends, Halloween season doesn't end. <laughs> I, this is Every year I try to take a picture of the first day that Home Depot has their, their, their stuff up. And it's always in August. They always, it's in their they're inching closer and closer to July. We'll see what they do this year. The thing that's cool is like Comic-Con used to, and I, I, they sometimes still do it like on Wednesday nights. So they used to have the scare Comic-Con event down at the theater. And like, like Jamie Lee Curtis showed up to promote mm -hmm. Halloween when it was coming out. And they, and they just haven't done that lately, but um, that's why I'm kind of, it's kind of cool that you're having like a, a horror, a, a, a horror theme, it, even if it's soft horror or whatever kind of horror Wednesday horror, what, by the yeah. way, that Wednesday series, that was that awesome. show was great. That, that was show awesome. was so great. Yeah. 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 All right. Luke, what questions do you have? We, we got Bernie for another three minutes. Uh, will there be certain drink or food specials that you're doing for each event? 
Yes, there will be themed drinks, um, especially uh, we're, we're trying to develop the right cocktail for the um, Malibu Dream Lounge. That'll be just a, a it's getting very tasty sounding. Um, but yeah, there'll be there'll be some good theme stuff going on there. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yes, sir. XLP <laughs> we're still, we're looking at some some alcohol sponsors and things like that. So that could, you know, obviously change the stuff. Okay. Did you have like a taco vendor or something back in like one of the ones in the past? Uh, yes, they had a, they had a taco bar. Yeah, um, we might uh, uh, we might do something along those lines. Uh, Park has uh, some food available, so we're we're looking okay. at like what they can do and, and packaging some stuff. Nice. So, Bernie, if if someone were to ask you, hey, what are the three elements of a great San Diego Comic Con party? What would you tell them? Uh, atmosphere for starters. And that's kind of where, um, that's what we wanted to elevate about Comic-Con parties. Too many people throw a theme party and by theme, they mean a color palette of uplighting and some pop-up banners. And to me, that is unimaginative, especially for folks like us that are cosplayers that put, you know, 30 hours, 50 hours into one costume. Like we want detail. We want to feel like we're in that world. So that's, that's what we do. Um, and it's like cosplaying the party, if you will. Um, mm -hmm. so, uh, I think that the atmosphere is important. I think that you need, um, high energy entertainment, like not just like a, you can't just get an average DJ or a playlist and just run the play. That's not a party, you know? Um, and I think that live music is really important. What I love about our format is it's something, it's inclusive. It's something for everybody, right? Like you're going to get four hours of EDM at our party. You're also going to get an hour and a half of live rock. So, and, and we bounce it back and forth. So like, you, you know, when it's not your thing, go to the bar, have a drink, talk to some people and then your thing and come back to the dance floor. And then when it's, you know, just keep doing that. Um, so there, I think that that's important. Um, and I think that the environment that we create, not just um, with the, the ambience, but the, the, the way that we operate uh, the code of conduct that we adhere uh, to very strictly, um, we train venue security kind of in a different way um, so that they understand what our crowd is going to be like and how to treat our crowd, um, but also how to look for, uh, for any negative behaviors at a maybe yeah. a different level than what they're used to. Um, I think that that's important too. We uh, wanna create as safe an environment as you can possibly make a nightclub. Um, you know, 2000 people, you can't police everything, but, uh, we definitely do our best to be, uh, very on high alert and, um, just create a safe, inclusive, fun environment. And it's very, it's for nerds by nerds. We're all people that, you know, stood in line for a, a day for hall H we're all people that picked up our badges at town and country. One of us, when, when the convention used to be over there. Right. Um, and, and so, uh, this is not like a corporation coming in trying to like profit off of the comic-con we are the comic-con people like so um i think that that's really important too is is um that synergy uh with with the fans that'll be there um really makes it a fun event luke any closing questions before we let bernie go Ooh. And I, I'm sure you're thinking of costumes or nice dress-up attire for yeah. Tonight. I'm going more the I you know theme like uh, bounding right like Disney bounding or fandom bounding um, more a little more that route yeah yeah. Bernie, so I, I need to start working on my abs for the Barbie one if I'm gonna be a shirtless Ken. <laughs> I think I think all of us men are getting complexes about that that one. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like always, open shirt and plastic abs and everything. Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe they'll be selling plastic abs. That's the way to go. <laughs> oh, we got to do that. 
I got. I, I do have to ask you though. Like the one thing that I would love one of these times, you need. You guys need to sell cool T-shirts because you got some of the coolest designs of out out here. Okay, we're, he's. We're, we're we're working on shirts. We're all right, cool, cool. Because yeah. I just think like I'm just looking at the designs here. These are awesome. Uh, these I, are you really know cool. I. I totally agree. I get it. I I feel like I can say that without being without like shining myself up because I had nothing to do with these like other than the tiny bit of feedback. Um, I think that between uh, Ryan and Haley, they do such incredible graphics. Like when you see the banner that I posted yesterday that lays it all out, it's yep. beautiful. I feel like that's the best marketing we've ever made. Right here. Um, there, there you go. Um, oh, it looks beautiful. They did such a good yeah. job with that. Um, and I, I agree with you. I think that people would want shirts for that. So, um, uh, Elvin on our team who is producing anime Riverside to this weekend. Um, uh, once he's back, that's one of his projects is we're going to get, um, shirt designs and stuff like that. And, you know, throw that maybe on like flasks and stuff. Okay. Here's my last uh, two cool. questions. And then we got to let you go, my friend. One, how has taking over such a giant chunk of the nightlife of Comic-Con changed your comic-con experiences because you are you, like i've been ever since i've been going i i've never been there where i haven't seen you so like that's why it's kind of like i it, i live I remember... in the gas lamp now and not at the convention I, I i almost never cosplay i i literally cosplayed for four hours last year as eddie munson um and <laughs> i think that, that was it and i went and trolled the religious people and played master of puppets on a giant sono speaker uh anyway um <laughs> Uh, so I don't get to do a lot of that because obviously those events are very intense. Um, Saturday after we, uh, tear down, um, I try to get into the convention Saturday and Sunday a little bit, but I'm honestly a little wound down from all of that. Um, but yeah, from Wednesday through Friday, I'm basically, I'll pop in one or two hours each day and just to see friends. Yeah. Um, and, and so my con experience is very different now. Um, it's basically Saturday and Sunday. And it's also, you know, I used to be in costume for seven hours and taking 5,000 photos. And, and now I'm like, ah, no, it's good. I'm just going to walk around, look for some stuff I want and see all my friends. And, you know, it's definitely different, but I'm, I love it because it's interacting with everyone in a different way. And it's adding to the Comic-Con experience, uh, in a different way than, than I ever did. Mm -hmm. this, this is what I love doing. All right, Luke, we got to let him go. Any, any super quick questions? All right. Nope. I, I think okay. you've given me that question like three or four times. Like, I'm sorry. All right, last Bernie. question, Luke. Bernie, let's talk about how to get tickets real quick before we let you go. Yeah. Go to our website, xleproductions.com. You'll have jump off buttons for everything. You can also just search the names of the parties on Eventbrite, and uh, you will find them pretty quickly. And stay tuned next week for the announcement of our daytime activation experience. All right, you can check out thekonguy.com. We will make sure to amplify whatever announcements Bernie and XLE Productions puts out. Bernie, we can't wait to see you, my friend. you got less than two months, not to make you sweat it out, but less than two months, man, to put throw, to throw the biggest event at the biggest event. So that's what we're calling it. The biggest events. I hope you do the Barbie shirt and tank tops. That would be pretty cool, that Malibu. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Bart, Bernie, we will see you down in San Diego, my friend. Bye-bye. See you guys. Miss you guys. Thanks for listening to The Con Guy Show, the official program of theconguy.com. Find us on the Weeby Geeks Collective or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And now on sci-fi.radio, Saturdays at 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific, both a.m. and p.m. That's 9 o'clock Greenwich. It's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. 
This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.